BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to stand and we want you to make some noise. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing here at Knoxville. Holy, the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime! As you go for a rip, often imitated, never duplicated, the greatest show on dirt, the world of outlaws! It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving! Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post and Aaron Evernham here in our Concord, North Carolina studios. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are I you? Know, I, know, I know you're doing all right. Um, I I, and I didn't even, but I, I, I'm just, I'm sorry. Um, Thank you. Aaron's one of her best friends on the planet. Was Sherry Pollux, who we know had this courageous Sherry Strong battle with cancer, and cancer got the upper hand this past weekend, although I don't like the word won, because what Sherry did was Sherry Strong won um, with the impact on other people. So um, I just, there's nothing to say other than I'm sorry. I'm glad we're here talking sprint car racing. (laughs) Me and, too. It's a great distraction. Yeah, and exactly. And I think that's where sometimes in our world sports, sprint car racing, racing is a diversion from some of the real world yeah. that we have. And so I'm glad we get a chance to spend 40 minutes here because I know 40, 45 minutes because I know it's been a rough stretch for you. But thank um, you. It has. And, you know, like we, we spoke before the show, you know, she's she's in a better place. It, the last yeah. 10 months have been rough. Um, and you know, she, she fought the good fight. She, oh she fought gosh. hard. They, when she was first diagnosed, I think they gave her like a 30% chance of making it five years and she made it nine years. And in the meantime, she raised millions of dollars, raised awareness to millions of people. You know, yeah. she really made an impact and, and everyone can see it on social media, like the, the tributes mm-hmm. and the, you know, the notes that people have written about her. It's neat to see the impact she really made. Really, truly is a very, very special person. And uh, she will be greatly missed by all of us. But I know specifically by you, one of her best friends. So. Um, and um, just our, our condolences to you and, and you. everyone as far as that goes. Sprint car racing, though, is the diversion. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk are. sprint cars. So let's talk sprint cars, exactly. Okay, so I want to show off the shirt, though, okay? The Blue Room, okay? Yeah. The Blue Room is in Kirby, Ohio. Oh. It's a sprint car sports bar. Really? Where? where hmm. Now, okay, now I'm going to go back. Now, now we're, we've gone from one end of the spectrum real serious to totally stupid now. Okay, that, I, that, that helps and me. I, exactly. I That's need kind some of why all yeah. of a sudden, as I was, the music was playing, I'm like, oh, I never even discussed talking about this, that, or the other thing. So it's all good. here we go. Played exactly. out as it was supposed to. Exactly. So here we go. Okay, as many of you know, I've been on this weight loss kick. Yeah. And so over the course of years, I've been gathering t shirts. And so people say, yeah, here's a T-shirt, and they throw you a T-shirt. And 
you know, they would give me a 2X t-shirt or a 1X t-shirt. Sad reality of it is for a long time, a 2X t-shirt, it had to be really, really cut large for me to even be able to slide into it. 3X and sometimes 4X t-shirts are what I was at. Well, I've gone through this weight loss. Well, the one thing I did, and I forgot I did this, is in the back of my closet, I just slung all these shirts, okay? And so now I'm in declutter mode because I'm empty nester. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, the dogs are worried. They're getting, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm slinging. And I go back and all of a sudden, I'm pulling out all of these shirts. I mean, I've got some like great Beer Hill shirts and I've got some, I, I got a Cody Bova shirt who's a racer from Western Pennsylvania. I've got all of this stuff. And it's like I got a brand new wardrobe. It's nice. It's unreal. Good thing you saved it for it, that day. I saved it for, yeah. And, and the beauty of it is I forgot about it. <laughs> and so all of a sudden it was like, it was almost like, you know, I mean, it, I didn't, I didn't like get emotional, but yeah. I just got joy. Yeah. I got joy that I'm doing what I'm doing for myself and my body and my health. But I also got joy where it's like, holy God, I got like 40 new t-shirts. <laughs> Unreal. That sounds like, you know, I hide gifts like that, and then I can't find them when it comes time for the holiday, and then you find them six months later, like, oh, yeah, here, I bought you this yeah. for last Christmas. I just, so so the um, so the Blue Room is in Kirby, Ohio, and it's a, it's a bar, and they have tremendous food. Years ago, I went up there and did part of Ohio Speed Week, and I went there and had lunch one day. And their food is phenomenal, but there's sprint car stuff all over the wall. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen anything. I went on their Facebook, and they're really, really... I'll work on the food angle a lot. So I didn't see, but I saw some pictures of all the sprint car stuff and everything else. So the Blue Room, I got new T-shirts, and the back of it says I got up on my head at the Blue Room. So <laughs> I'm sure some have gotten on their head at the Blue Room before. Uh, but it's cool. Um, yeah, so I've got a new wardrobe, and I love it. I like it. it. It's really, really good. Good for you. So, and the Blue Room, yes, exactly. Love neat places like that where, where race fans uh, show their passion mm -hmm. in their sports bar and uh, really, really fun stuff. Good stuff. Speaking of fun stuff, let's get to our Hefter Racing product hot topics. Saturday night at Sealands Grove, it was the National Open, the Gymnase Memorial, $26,000 to win. Um, he is not having financially the year that he had last year, <laughs> but he's starting to close in on it. Brett Marks yeah. uh, surpassed the $315,000 win mark this year. Wow. Not bad. And I do feel, I mean, I might not be accurate on this, but it was more towards the latter part of this. Maybe yeah. they started off and then there was a little yeah. lull, but man, lately he seems to be on it. Yeah. Um, the Gymnasium Memorial won $28,600. It's his 11th win of the season. But uh, you mentioned a couple weeks ago, it was the Dirt Classic, yeah. 20 grand. A week or so before that, it was the Living yeah. Legends race at Port Royal, 10 grand. Back during Speed Week, he won 20 grand at Williams Grove. At the Mitch Smith, he won the twenty-two thousand uh, dollar Dean Niddle Memorial for the All Stars. Here's the other thing with those: his five biggest wins: twenty-eight thousand, twenty-eight six, twenty, ten, twenty, and twenty-two. Five different tracks. Yeah, which is impressive as all get out, and also impressive as all get out is that one of those tracks has another twenty thousand dollar win race coming up, Lincoln, mm -hmm. and one of those tracks, William <laughs> Grove, has a seventy-five thousand yeah. dollar win race coming up. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Brett Marks well, has got a Port Royal's got some. Port, Port Royal's got <laughs> yeah, the World the of Olives. That's a fifth. That's right. That'll yeah. be 15 grand. It's a 15. Oh, no, the Tusky yeah. 50. That's right. The Tusky yeah. 50. Then the World of Outlaw race. Holy cow. I mean, Marks is quietly 
just yeah. got this thing rolling well. So good for him. So picked up the win at the uh, Sealands Grove National Open. World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, the Tommy Tarleton Classic, was at King Speedway, $21,000 to win. The Big Cat, Brad Sweet, eighth win of the season. Uh, Brad was, uh, Bradley was rolling. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not only, I mean, I thought I thought maybe Brad would have more wins this season, but my The gosh, consistency, consistency is ridiculous. Is stupid how <laughs> good they are. Um, and uh, so the Big Cat gets the win there. Placerville, I am telling you, we've talked for years about Dennis and Teresa Roth. Mm-hmm. And... We've talked for years about their passion for the sport and their passion about winning. Mm-hmm. That Saturday night at Placerville had to be yeah. just incredible to watch Buddy Kofoid in one Roth car and James McFadden in the other Roth car just absolutely throw bombs and haymakers <laughs> at each other all night long. Must have been kind of hard to watch. Well, you're worried because both of them are going to end up in a <laughs> basket outside of the racetrack. Exactly. But Buddy Kofoid got the win. Um, I just, I just. The the Dennis, to me, it's like, and, and I don't know that I've even met Dennis. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have. He doesn't and come, I, I mean, they used to come I might a bit have been more. introduced to him early on yeah. at, at the Knoxville Nationals. Yeah. Didn't have any conversation with him. But it's people like that that are, that are, that have just invested millions of dollars mm-hmm. in their sport. And the return on investment, face it, mm-hmm. I'm sure that. They probably sold a few cows with Roth livestock over that, but not. It is a passion play, for, without for a doubt. It's a passion play. Yeah, and to watch your cars perform like James McFadden and Buddy Kofoid have been performing. James McFadden, the second half of this year, yeah. has been lights out. Yeah, he's been really good. It's just with it being a passion play for Dennis and Teresa Roth. I just think Saturday that was great. Absolutely, one Fun two stuff. finish. Yes. Right in their home state. Right in their home state. So, no, actually, I don't think oh, it was. I think um, someone snuck in between them, I think. Uh, some, really? I think, um, maybe not. I thought someone I snuck in between I thought it was anyhow, anyhow, It was, was podium. Yeah, it was podium. That's, I think it was, yeah. But anyhow, good stuff. Uh, up in uh, Fremont, okay, we have all these races. I talked about this on our TV show this week. We have all these races. This classic, this one named after this. And, you know, we know the Weikert Memorial. We understand yeah. Bob Weikert. There's so many of these where it's like, who are these people? Okay. The Jim and Joanne Ford Classic. Now, if you're in Fremont or Attica, you very well might yeah. know. I don't. No. So I've Googled and Googled <laughs> and found out in the late 90s, Fremont started in 1951. In the late 90s, track shut down. 98, 99, track shut down. And Jim and Joanne Ford went to the fair board and said, we need to bring this racetrack back, put together a lease with the fair board, and in 2000, Fremont returned. Jim and Joanne Ford. So, yeah, we need a classic race named after Jim and Joanne Ford. Yeah, they've earned that. They've earned that for sure, and it's been going strong ever since. Friday night, $6,000 to win. Kyle Reinhart picked up the win, final corner pass, and Zeb Wise, eighth win of the season. Picked up the win over Reinhardt. What a weekend for Reinhardt. Yeah. And uh, Kerry Madsen was third in the Saturday night's finale. And the all-star points, they pay on um, owner points. Mm-hmm. That's the, the point fund is paid on owner yeah. points. And there's only four points between Zeb Wise and Rudine and the Clawson Marshall car with Sunshine in the car now. Yeah. But Macri and others that drove it while Sunshine was out. So this is going to be good with Eldora mm-hmm. and then the Tusky 50. Yeah. 
19th annual Canadian Sprint Car Nationals, Ashwikan Speedway. This is one of those where I'm doing notes this morning and it's like, dang, we should have got another driver on here because this guy, Mike Bowman, they have no idea. Okay. He won over Sam Haferty, which that speaks volumes. That's impressive. That's impressive. $30,000. Bowman is a racer from St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. This season, he won the Ashwikan Trek Championship. Five of 12 races going into this year, and he was Rookie of the Year. Wow. Yeah, wow is right. <laughs> wow. Um, like one of those where it's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an hour before the show doing other programs here and everything. It's like, Cracker, can we call this guy? I mean, we, so kudos to Mike Bowman. Um, I love this story. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anything more than that. You start doing notes, and it's like, man. I mean, I saw the results over the weekend. Mike Bowman won. Yeah. Okay, that didn't ring a bell. Ring a bell. Or, yeah. You know, I love that. I really do. So kudos Track to Mike champ Bowman. and rookie of the year. When you can do that anywhere, that's impressive. Yeah, and then go out and win the Canadian yeah. Sprint Car Nationals at the end. Off from Haferty. <laughs> you kidding me? Must have something going on, that's for sure. Uh, Hoff, uh, the Hockett McMillan Memorial was at Lucas Oil Raceway Park. Ryan Timms picked up the one. He also won, uh, won the Thursday night prelim. So there you have it. Our Hefner Racing Product Hot Topics. HRP loves karting. Yes, they do. From sprint carts to road racing to winged outlaw carts, HRP Strudel Superstands are the number one selling brand for karting. Yep, they have automatic electric lifts, rolling stands, and stackers to carry multiple carts. And just like sprint cars, HRP has tire racks, engine racks, speed breakers, and a whole line of kart racing accessories. WWW.HRPRacing.com. That's HRPRacing.com. Speaking of winning, he wins so much we don't even talk about it anymore, <laughs> but we're going to talk to him. Freddie Raymer from the fabulous Lincoln Speedway joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Stay with us. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. We love our generational racers. We love the stories. We love following in dad's footsteps, in some cases following in mom's footsteps. We love generational racers. When you look at the fabulous Lincoln Speedway and you look at the all-time win list, you don't have to go to the second entry on the list to talk about this family because yeah. Fred Raymer with 169 wins is the <laughs> all-time race winning uh, driver at the fabulous Lincoln Speedway. A long way to go. We're, we're, we're not even talking about that. But his son, Freddie, 14 wins this season at Lincoln, 17 <laughs> overall, 
fourth consecutive year track champion, and he joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Freddie Raymer, Freddie, congratulations on another win. Uh, I would dare say you've got things locked in pretty good at the fabulous Lincoln <laughs> Speedway. Yeah, we've been. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. And uh, we've been fortunate to have a good year there. We've had some pretty solid years the last couple, and uh, been getting better. Uh, I think there's still some more things like anything you can always keep working on, of course. But uh, we've been lucky there this year and had some good wins and been close at a few other ones for sure. Freddie, what is it about Lincoln Speedway that suits your driving style so well? Obviously, you've had success at other tracks, but nothing quite like 14 wins in the fourth championship at Lincoln. You know, obviously, also throughout the season, the weather, the the track changes. It's different. But what is it that seems to just continue to work for you? Um, I, w- I don't know. Uh, I think we have, I have the most experience there of any of the tracks in the area. And uh, I think our car and motor combination works real well there. but. Honestly, what we do is very similar. We did years ago, many years ago, and when I was starting, and similar things to what my dad was racing there. So I don't know. Maybe some things you just get away with there because you don't have the, you know, it's not a half mile or something, and you get away with some things if the car is off slightly. And uh, the one nice thing about short track racing is, is eventually it gets slick and can get wider, and even if it is wet cars make mistakes so you can still get up through the field some of the other tracks we race around here and anywhere uh the bigger ones even when they get get slowed down it still might be difficult to pass but a short track like lincoln you can still come up through the field a little bit if, if you're driving good and if the car is close so good also so uh i think that helps not just myself but everyone at, at a place like that yeah, the the racing mm-hmm. at Lincoln is just bonkers. It's so it's so competitive. There's so much side by side, so much passing and everything. The Brian Monteith Classic, which Brian obviously had a lot of great history there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about the race on Saturday night. How'd you win that one? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we didn't time that great. We went out later on, and uh, we ended up starting sixth in the feature. We didn't make the redraw, but the way it ended up, we got to start sixth, and uh, it was pretty slick racetrack they started earlier this week and one corner was pretty slick because it's usually in the sun and the other one was a little wetter more normal typical night show but uh we got up through we had a good start and got up the third or fourth right away and then got got to the lead using the bottom of one and two and kind of floating around the rest of the racetrack but um uh the cool race uh the brown Montese classic it, it doesn't it's kind of weird that it's the Montese classic because it seems like he just stopped racing like you know, yesterday or something. And when I started racing, he was the main guy to beat, especially there. So uh, pretty cool. It's weird how time goes by. And, you know, people we grew up race go, playing with in the infield with, <laughs> we race with a lot of them or their dads were racing. And it's all the same people. It just might be, like you said, different generations now within reason. But uh, it was cool to win that race because respect him a lot and got to race with him a good amount but up until a couple seasons ago. Freddie, you talked about the differences between Lincoln and, and a bigger track. I, I wanted to ask about traffic because it seemed like you were in lap traffic a lot. You, you, know, you started sixth. What does the, the dirty air feel like? I haven't been in a race car in a really long time, but you know, something every driver talks about when you get on the bigger tracks like Knoxville, Williams Grove. Is it, does it play that big of a factor at a place like Lincoln? Uh, I don't think it does at Lincoln as much as like Williams Grove that we run a lot at. Mm-hmm. Especially when it gets 16 
15, 16 plus seconds at Lincoln. I don't think it really is that big of a fact. Mm-hmm. But I know at Williams Grove, even when um, it slows down the racetrack, it's very big time there. You can be significantly faster than the guy you're around, and you get near them or a couple car lengths behind them, and what, before you know it, you almost end up the same speed as them, and then you can't even, if not, sometimes you get slower than them. And it's been difficult to pass there for probably the last month between the weather and the way the track's been. And uh, between the track conditions and the dirty air, it gets very hard to pass um, at a place like that. It's hard to describe for someone that hasn't raced, like mm-hmm. you, you well know, but uh, you can you can be perfect one lap and then you get in someone's car or in like their wake or whatever you want to call it behind them and your car can be out of the racetrack at that point. And uh, even like watching them late models at Knoxville last week, I follow them a lot. And you can see the front of them got they lose their nose mm-hmm. even when they they're five six car lengths behind them and it's the same thing with our cars and uh, some of the really good guys and I watch you know watch watching videos and racing with guys you can see certain people stagger their car to keep air on their wing and then get back in line to make sure their car is loaded when they get into the corner just little tricks they might learn or even when you're racing with someone you might drive across the corner to get their car rolled up or or lose, unload it uh, to try to get an advantage. It, it makes a big difference. Yeah, I was I watched some of that late model stuff too. Yeah. And Jonathan Davenport, Ooh. my gosh! Now, now, granted, the, <laughs> you're the gonna quote, go there. The quote, the quote. Well, no, I'm not worried about the second. I'm not worried about the end of the quote. But <laughs> the, the what happened with his car and the nose? Yeah. All of a sudden, it was just like boom. Yeah, we, that happened to me at Knoxville once. I don't really. Want, yeah, I was following. I mean, this was a long time ago. Following Johnny Herrera it was one of my first times experiencing dirty air like that, and I, yeah, I ended up in defense. Like, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> crazy. It really, truly is. Really, yeah, it truly feels is. like you're, the car's not going to turn all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna plug it through the fence. Yeah, Mine. yeah, Gosh. definitely. I can't even imagine that. That's why you guys race and I don't. I yeah, talk about it. That's why I don't anymore. Fre- <laughs> Freddie, were you? Um, and and I don't. I don't. My years are all together. Do you remember some of your dad's? What do you remember about your dad's heyday at Lincoln Speedway when your dad was doing similar type things down there? Do you do you do you remember much about that? Um, I mean, most of it really. I have a good memory for even was pretty young, but uh, the furthest I can remember back is like two that really 2003, 2004. And yeah. his bet, the most career wins my dad ever had in a season was 2004 with Joe Horrors. But I can't honestly remember how the years were at Lincoln then and stuff. I mean, I remember later on he won, you know, he got the all time winning his record there. I remember that very well, but uh, I think in, in 97 or so he won like 18 out of 20, some races there the one season um wow. but then some other point he won 12 in a row which is just insane uh obviously you know between not getting the flat and being lucky with certain things and and to do that but that was before i can remember when some was even before i was born so yeah, I remember meeting you around that time, you and your sister and your brother, and your dad swore that he wasn't going to let you drive sprint cars. I think late models he kept talking about. Yeah, we were for a while and was kind of serious um, between talking to a couple of our my dad's friends that race late models. And then we realized how much they cost and that <laughs> diverted that because <laughs> as expensive as racing is, they, they were even seemed to be more expensive at the time than what the sprint car stuff. So uh, that that changed. Freddie, the um, balance of the season, you've, you, there, there's a lot of money up in Pennsylvania coming up for you. 
uh, including some uh, another big one coming up at Lincoln. Of course, the National Open at uh, at the Grove and, and and Port Royal has a lot of stuff coming up as well. You got a busy uh, month of September and October planned running all those big shows up there. Yeah, definitely. We'll be at every one, and uh, I think we can if we do everything right. We have a chance at at them all, and uh, you know you have to qualify well and all that. And we have most of the season, so we'll focus on that and be prepared as we can. Like this week, we have two races and a tune-up for the National Open and all that. And then next week is, you know, National Open weekend. And then the following week's got four shows. Three of them are out, or two of them are outlaw. One's a high limit. And then uh, there's still a lot of big races here. A 20,000 win at Lincoln. The last one of the season in Pennsylvania is, I believe, up to 25,000 now. So there's maybe about 15 Mm -hmm. shows left couple of Bridgeport besides the high limit. So there's still lots of good ones to look forward to. It's Man. getting into fall, but there's still, this is a, still a good time of year to try to, you know, do put our best best foot forward and finish off strong for uh, for everyone. Final question for you, Freddie. Well, I say final question, and then you'll say something, and I'll ask another one because that's how I am. But <laughs> um, final question for you. Erin came in today, and she said, Freddie Raymer not doing social media is frustrating because we know nothing about you. <laughs> Why are you, you calling me out? No, because I'm the same way. We live we live off from going on people's Instagram and finding out what they do. Now, we're lucky with you that we know Aaron so yeah. we can get all the deets we know. The decision, and I can't imagine as a driver that gets cheered by some and booed by other in central Pennsylvania... The decision not to be on social media, have you ever wavered from that? Have you ever had any thoughts about it? Do you take a peek at it every once in a while? Or are you a staunch, keep me away from it at all costs guy? Um, I would say pretty much all all cost away, kind of old school with that stuff. I do look at other, maybe not, like I don't do the Facebook thing, but I look at other, for, like Twitter or whatever, for racing updates, but... uh. No, I, I'm steer away from that. I, uh, I'm not saying nothing bad about, it, but it's uh, just not something I'm really into. Erin keeps me updated. She, she's into it, so yeah. that's the closest you'll get to seeing what's going on. But I, not, not, honestly, not much else goes on. You see us at the races and go to work and do some other fun stuff, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, no, and there's part of me that is just totally jealous of you staying <laughs> off on social media. I did a vacation where I did 10 minutes on the phone in the morning and 10 minutes at night just to touch base with the world, and that didn't include any social media. I've actually removed X off from my phone. Yeah. Uh, that's the one that I, I think, honestly, though, it's kind of funny not having it. Some of the other people that we race with or whatever having it may steer people's opinions of others mm. based from theirs. Yeah, and they don't even know me myself. Maybe somewhat because they don't have it. The yeah. people have been around forever, years, you know, that know my dad and and know the area or this area myself know. But if that makes sense, they kind of know me without mm-hmm. knowing me based on not having it. If the, as dumb as that sounds. Yeah, you're right because but. because there are other guys up there, <laughs> including a rival of yours named Danny Dietrich that uses social media, and and I think that's fine. I I love. I no, love there's it. some good stuff to it too. Because if it's good or bad, if people are talking about the races, yes. it's, it's yes. good. Precisely. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's not all bad stuff. I love that you're not on it. I, as much as it's like it'd be fun to, but I love that because I just think that that's like I said. Part of me is jealous of it because social media can at times just draw you into a mess. That's for sure. So no mess yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. No mess at all with the way you've been performing, Freddie. 
Congratulations on the success. Go grab some more wins here over the balance of the season, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you again after another big one coming up. But thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation. Sounds good. Thanks, Aaron and Steve. Uh, have a nice weekend. I'll talk to you later on. You got it. Thank there you. you have it. Freddie Raymer joining us here. I can't, I, I can't imagine. It's like you wake up without social media. I mean, he says he gets results and sees stuff like that. Yeah. There's part of me that that's got to be like you wake up and you just are not introducing anxiety to yourself. It's true. Very true. I don't know. I, there's something about that that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that there's something about it. And and then he's right because, face it, there's there there's a lot of angst in central Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, Freddie is getting his fair share of it, but you know, it, if it's if it's Danny, whoever it is, and like, but when you have the Freddie Danny thing. We know Danny is going to be on social media, yeah. and I almost think that dynamic is fascinating. And I and I never want Danny Dietrich to stop on social media because it's sometimes it's entertaining as all get out, <laughs> and then other times there's some great insight when he gets talking rules yeah. or gets going on about safety and stuff like that. I think Danny's insight is phenomenal on the sport, and and to Freddie's point, if they're all talking about you. Yeah. Then they're talking about racing. Not a bad thing. Okay. Boy, I'm telling you what, we're talking about that kid, Ryan Timms. He picked up the win in the Hockey McMillan Memorial. We'll talk to Ryan in just a moment. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Sage Fruit continues on. Let's go right back to the Sage Fruit outline, fresh off from not one, but two wins this weekend out at Lucas Oil Raceway in uh, Missouri. In Missouri? Yeah, yeah Missouri. Yeah, Wheatland, Missouri. Ryan Timms joins us on the line. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing very, very well. Ryan, uh, the, the Hockey at McMillan Memorial, there's not much bigger in the world of 360 racing than that one. Um, describe what it's like, what it, what it means to you to be able to get the win in that big event this weekend, Sunday night, actually, with the rain delay. What's it mean to you to win one of those marquee 360 races? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bucket list race to win. Uh, kind of one of the bigger 360 races, and in my opinion, like you said. And um, I'm, I'm really not sure. We weren't even supposed to run it originally. And, um, you know, next year, I, I don't know exactly what I'm doing yet. So I don't know if I'll be able to run it again. Um, and then 
so it was it was nice to be able to to go there and make it worth going and and pick up a win and scratch that race off the bucket list and uh it's yeah it's really cool um lucas oil is one of the tracks that i first started running a sprint car at mm-hmm. and um the hockey was also one of my first 360 races so yeah to win that's pretty awesome Ryan, talk about the racetrack. You guys had, um, you know, won the preliminary night Thursday, but I know you fought with some rain. And then I see that the track, and I read about it too, took rubber at times. Talk about uh, the trickiness of, of a racetrack like that. Yeah, it was really, um, they'd till it up and water it, and it looked really wet before um, we'd, we'd get going. And then you go stand on it or and it was just really hard. And so everyone kind of knew it was going to blow right off. Um, I didn't think it was going to take rubber that fast um, like it did on the prelim night. Um, it was really good in heat races, um, really good in the B mains. And then uh, it was great for the start of the A main. And then uh, about lap 15 with 10 to go, they it started taking rubber right around the top and then slowly moved down to about, middle up it was all rubber um so luckily i was able to find it and um yeah just kind of left from there and then saturday night or sunday night sorry it was a day race so it was no matter where you at a day race it's going to take rubber so um i was expecting it there but they actually did a really good job on the track for the wing uh deal it it didn't take rubber till uh around five or ten to go and it wasn't even a lot of rubber so um they did a good job there when we look at your season ryan uh you've had eight wins um but they've been across 360s i think you have three wins there a couple of 410 wins some midget wins across the board how have you guys how how have you guys put your season together how has that worked out yeah um it honestly hasn't really gone uh as good as we we hope i think we had a better year last year than yeah. this year uh, at least in the sprint car deal um but we're st- I, I feel like we're starting to get kind of back to where we were and we're getting better um i think we're getting better than where we were last year now so um we we haven't had very good luck either we'll be in even in the midget side we'll be in situations where i'll be leading a race and something out of your control happen and I'll end up running second or third or uh and and the sprint card I'll be having good runs and then I'll do something dumb like spin out or something and uh it'll it'll just ruin your night. So um it was definitely a confidence booster to go to the hockey and win. Uh so hopefully we can start putting good runs together. Ryan, I know you're kind of used to the swapping and jumping around between the 410s, 360s, and midgets, but how do you come up with your schedule, or, or this year, I should say, how did you come up with it? Because it seemed like it was almost hard to keep up with where you're going if it weren't for social media. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the full USAC midget schedule, and that's 30 races, maybe 25 with rainouts. Um, so we kind of just pick and choose wherever we want to go on the sprint car side of things. We we're doing the full high limit deal, but that's only, I don't even know how many races that is. Maybe 10. It's not a whole lot. So, um, we got to finish the high limit deal and then, um, 
I mean, other than that, it's just pick and choose besides the, the midget side of things. Um, I think we're going out to California. We're going to PA first and then out to California um, for the midget stuff and uh, sprinkler stuff after uh, BC39 and Eldora and all that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. The beast. I forgot the Eldora's this weekend. BC thirty. Yeah, cool stuff. Really, truly as well. Great to see you pick up that win in the hockey at McMillan Memorial. It's been fun to watch you jumping from car to car to car. And um, I know you had said that you're working on 2024, but uh, still haven't got all that put together. We certainly wish you the best on that as well. And I'm throughout the balance of the season, Pennsylvania, California, everywhere in between. Thanks for joining us here, Ryan. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. There we go. Ryan Timms, fresh off from that win at the Hockett McMillan Memorial at Wheatland, Missouri. Fun stuff, that's for sure. What a talent. Yeah. What a talent. And and he's right. Like last, But see, I, I, and, and I forgot, last year he ran more sprint car yeah. races, but this year getting the USAC midget deal, that's the priority. Yep. Okay, and that makes all the sense in yeah. the world as it comes together. So, all right, we need to step away. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit carrying on. Oh, speaking of Sage Fruit, I made an apple crumble loaf oh, last loaf. night. Yes. Wow. Oh my gosh. And then I had a maple syrup glaze over top of it. Wow. Thanks. So I I didn't, have, yeah. So, so yeah. Don't again, worry. I made, they didn't want any. I made a Thanks for sharing, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I made a mistake here. I made, no, I'm trying to help you know, Sage Fruit. Yeah. So a sponsor. Yeah. Well, we could have brought some in and we could have eaten it right shown. here on the show. Right. And it's all gone now already. Well, you should have wow, saved a little. Divvied it up. Divvied it up. Oh, so, yeah. I'm exactly. sure you divvied yes, it up. Exactly. To Among other people who? that were more important. Right. Exactly, Aaron. Sage Fruit. Yes, exactly. See that? Give them to all your really good friends. I am trying to bring you barbecue in. See this? Look at this. I am trying. When's the last time you've brought in and gave me barbecue? Silence on that. It's been a while while since I've been able to cook. There we exactly. Yes, we'll go with that. Keep digging. Yeah, so keep digging. Um, (laughs) All in an effort to give a little bit of an extra bit of love to our sponsor, Sage Fruit, and all I get is abused out of it. It's brutal. So, um, speaking of abuse, uh, well, our buddy, it's it's your buddy's birthday today. Speaking of, yeah, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame uh, birthday calendar later this week, Charlie Courier, Bob Estes, Don Edmonds, Harry Barney Wimmer, Bob Carey, Louis Sentner's birthday would have been today. But Doug Clark's birthday is today. <laughs> your boy, your buddy, my buddy. He asks about sure you is. every time. Oh every yeah, time he always it. teases Ray that he's he's stealing me. Well, I'll tell you what. It's like I don't even. <laughs> the only reason I exist in his world is I'm Aaron's co-host. <laughs> he's it's my like, bud. Yep. So Doug Clark, 2016 inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, grew up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. His older brother Jim worked at a welding shop, and the racers brought all their stuff to the welding shop. He thought that looked kind of cool. So he got a gig sweeping floors at the welding shop so someone would give him a ride to the racetrack, hung out in the grandstands with some guy named Doug Wolfgang. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. 
When they got a little bit older, he helped Doug Wolfgang, Bill Hill, and Daryl Dawling in 1978 to track up their Hartford Speedway, needed a flag man, started there. 1981, I love this, he's talking to Ralph Capitani. They had a mystery feature on Friday night of the Nationals, and Doug said, you should do a mystery flagger for the mystery feature. Cappy thought it was a good idea. Doug climbed aboard the flag stand, that was 81. 83, when Hartford closed down, Doug got the call from Cappy at Knoxville, and the rest is history. Did a lot of World of Outlaw races. He also flagged Houston's for 29 years, Mm -hmm. and a 2016 inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, and one of the all-time great characters. (laughs) He is. He is. Always a character. He is a character. Smile on his face. Always a smile on his face. And uh, And always good on social media, too. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And a Miller-lighted hand most of the time, too. Yeah, turns out. Uh, love, cooler, uh, cooler, love. not just one. There's a cooler. Oh, there's a cooler. Here. Oh, yeah. I've been up to that North Campground. Yeah. They not live right in the cart, North yeah. Campground in Knoxville. Oh, they I, live right in that North they Campground. They do. Stayed there a time or two. If you go up to the North Campground and end up at Doug and his party's group up there, you ain't going hungry and you ain't going thirsty. I can promise you yep. that. If you do, it's your own darn fault. You know, darn. So, own darn fault. Awesome. Good stuff. Uh, happy birthday, Doug. Man, I love that guy. I really do. Um, this weekend, Eldora, we just talked about Ryan Timms up there. Um, Friday night, the World of Outlaws, mm-hmm. and it's before the Crown Night. So I think the USAC Midgets are running on Friday. Then Saturday, four Crown Nationals, Silver Crown, Sprint Cars, Midgets, and the All-Stars, 10,000 to win. Uh, while they do that, the World of Outlaws move over to Sharon. But um, the four Crown, um, Rico's going to run a midget both nights. Is he really? I didn't see that. And then Chris Wyndham's going to do both midget and uh, sprint mm. cars as well. And who knows who else? We'll see if Ryan Timms yeah. might carry the sprint car up there. So yeah. The, you know. So it's going to be awesome. Really, truly is. And then the Outlaws Saturday night, they skedaddle out of Eldora over to the Blaney family, Dave Blaney, Sharon Speedway. So that ought to be fun. Going to be anxious to see how Dave and Dale perform against Yeah, they've, and they've been getting ready. Wouldn't that be something if, wouldn't it be something if the, uh, see, the Outlaws, like, like you know, Brad picked up the win at um, uh, King Speedway in Hanford, but the Outlaws, like in California, yeah. were not. No, not, not, not like exist, they used to be, like yeah. they used to be, no. Now imagine going over to Sharon Speedway and getting the Blaney boys handing it to you. Could happen. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be good stuff, that's for sure. And Aaron, um, we talked to Scott Goldbrick earlier this year. Man, what they got going on at BAPS is really Yeah, cool. it's been neat to see that track just grow and yeah. more 410 races, more big shows. Yeah, they found a spot in September. Yep. We're going to do the Kevin Goldbrick Classic Saturday night, 10,000 to win. Freddie Raymore talked about that. And then Freddie actually mentioned, and I forgot about it, they do the last race in the, in the of the year, week yeah. after World Finals, and they bumped that like to $25,000 to win. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of money in Pennsylvania to be won. Oh, my God. You think about that. It really yeah. is. And we, we started the show, the top of the show, we're talking about Brent Marks and the amount of money yeah. he's going to be running for and everyone else, obviously. Yeah. But when you throw and I, you know, I mean, it's just, there's, there's a lot, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Start adding that up. Pay some bills. Mm-hmm. Get yourself, get yourself into the off season eye. Get yourself some apple crumble loaf. Get yourself some apple crumble <laughs> loaf. That's right. That's right. Only if Steve brings it in, which obviously yeah, doesn't happen. Starts, maybe I'll just start selling it at Wing Nation, shopwingnation.com. I would start doing that. Yeah. Shopwingnation.com. Do that. <laughs> um, apple crumb loaf. Exactly. Um, great, great stuff. That's for sure. Hey, a lot of fun here today talking to uh, Freddie Raymer and to Ryan Timms. I mentioned shopwingnation.com. 
uh, you can go there and get all your Wing Nation gear, or you can find it at the Book Motorsports Justin Peck Merchandise Trailer. Um, you can get your Wing Nation gear, and uh, Sky does such a good job there. Uh, Wing Nation this weekend, our television program, I say this weekend, but it's actually this week, Wednesday night in on Rev TV in Canada, and Mav TV on Friday afternoon, uh, Chris Wyndham. Mm. Had a great uh, great talk with Chris, uh, Ashley and I did. So really, really fun, fun stuff to watch him continue to strive in the 410 wing yeah. world. So uh, fun stuff, good stuff. So there you have it. Good times, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Fun stuff, that's for sure. Again, we appreciate uh, Freddie and Ryan joining us. We say this all the time when sincerely mean it and appreciate it. I want us to do something else here, too. And I, we, I've been really lax at this. Okay. Um, the way podcasts and the way YouTube channels and the way these things grow these days are people talking about them mm-hmm. uh, or liking them or sharing them. So, you know, if you like what we're doing on Wing Nation, don't be shy to, to retweet, re-X, put it on Instagram, put it on your social media channels. That's, that's the way this stuff is growing now. We've been very fortunate that we do great with all of yeah. that stuff. But it's just if you like what you're doing, subscribe to our channel and like it and uh, continue on. And, and if you really like what someone says on here, share a little bit about it. That, that helps us all across the board. So appreciate that. All right. We're out of here. She's Aaron Everham. I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us this time on Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.